The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If therefore you are not trusty, trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. You cannot serve two masters. Um, it's a reality that uh, St. Paul speaks about, that we'll be, we are a slave. We, we get to make our choice whether to be a slave of God or a slave of the world. Um, and I think that that's definitely true. We can only have one master. A slave to the world is sometimes a slave of ourselves, of our passions, of money, of our attractions. Or we can be a slave of God. And God asks us to place a yoke upon us, right? And take upon his burden. But his burden is light. He wants to be our master, not so that he can drive us down, unlike the world, but so that he can lift us up. Now, he is our master, and, uh, well, well, I should say, uh, we at least being here certainly would acknowledge that we want Jesus to be our master, right? We're here at Mass. We're Catholic. Uh, we're Christians. We try to follow Jesus Christ. And so I, I can assume that most here would say that they, they want Jesus to be their master, right? that they want to serve God and not mammon. Mammon just mean money, wealth in that way. However, we also have to be honest uh, that... Sometimes we are very good at self-deception. And we have primary example being right away of uh, Jesus's very disciples, the very people that he walked with. Uh, Peter, right before at the Last Supper, says, Lord, I'll die for you. I'll follow you wherever you go. I'm willing to die for you. And then he runs away. Yeah, well, did he, was he really willing to die? Was he really willing to lay down his life for Jesus? Or, or did he just simply say that he was his master and didn't really uh, believe it? Now, I don't believe that Peter was lying in that moment. What I believe is that Peter didn't fully understand himself. And that's what I would say is also true with ourselves, is we don't fully understand ourselves or really all the decisions that we make. And we sometimes uh, self-justify uh, and aren't always critical in the way that we should. Because we kind of explain things away. We say, well, it's just a small thing. It's just a small matter. It doesn't really matter that much. You know, God would understand. Now, God does understand. But when we place it on God's understanding, we place it in presumption. And then we start to become 
uh, dishonest in small matters. And Jesus tells us that he who is trustworthy in small matters is trustworthy in large ones or trustworthy or faithful, faithful. Uh, But those who are dishonest in small, very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. And so for ourselves, what, what is this kind of, what kind of ways are we talking about? Well, the one primary one that I'd like us to, to just kind of ask ourselves is, is, do we make time for Jesus? Now, that's a small matter. And hopefully it is in small amounts of time. But if we look over our day, now right now we've given this time to Jesus, right? So we've given our Saturday evening, our Sunday to the Lord. But what about Monday? How much time do we give him? It's a small matter. It doesn't really matter that much. I mean, five minutes, right? But, but how much time do we give him? Just that small matter. Are we willing to give him more? Well, we say that we want Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that, that he is our, our master, our God, and yet we spend time on other things and, and we don't have enough time for Jesus. We don't have enough time to, to spend on him, to pray the rosary, to uh, maybe go to daily mass, to read scripture. Again, all of those are, are small matters. <laughs> they're, they're not that big, but and, and Jesus, but he who is faithful in small matters are also trustworthy in great ones. Now what are that's certainly the case for that we think about as faith. I'd like to pull back a little bit and kind of just think about love in general and love in our actions of those around us. That we say that we love the people around us and we're willing to. I love this example, specifically when people are getting married. I've, I've used this example multiple times is that often the husband is willing to take a bullet for their wife. They're, they're like, yeah, I'd be willing to take a bullet. I'd, I'd you know, I'd, I'd die for, for my spouse. And then when it comes to doing the dishes, it's like, well, maybe not, you know, uh, willing to dive, but, but, but not in that way, only in the great ways that, that I'll probably not really run into, but I kind of feel like right now that I'd be able to be willing to do. But in those small ways, like, well, you know, not really. I think marriage is, mar- the love of marriage is much more tested, not again in those, those great big ways of taking a bullet for the other, but often in the thousand little paper cuts, the small ways, the small ways of forgiveness, the small ways of acknowledgement, the small ways of love, the small ways, these little tiny actions where we acknowledge the other, love the other, choose the good of the other. That's really where love is tested and that's really where love is forged and made. It's in those little, tiny, small matters that don't matter, except for they do. Because those are the matters that prove really the larger matters of true, authentic, lasting love. It's in the smallest matters that don't matter, but they do matter. 
Now, we also have this uh, again with one another, again, where we say that we love someone, but yet we don't give them the time. Or we sometimes say this with our love of neighbor. Well, of course I love my neighbor. You know, of course I love the poor. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, cheat them. And maybe we wouldn't cheat them, like we hear about in the first reading, where they fix the scales and, and they uh, cheat people out of money and they're just waiting to take advantage of people. Maybe we say, well, we, I don't do that. I, I love the poor. But yet, when it comes to maybe helping them in a concrete way, our neighbors around us, we don't have time for them. Maybe in those concrete matters, when we are asked to give money, not, again, I think, giving money in, um, you know, direct ways where we're maybe asked, we feel a little bit guilty, and we kind of then give money, you know, a little bit of money. But what about in the real ways, are we really uh, making part of our tithe to intentionally give our money away to those who are in need, right? We say that we love our neighbor. We say that we love the poor. In fact, it's one of the most, one of the most important things that if we don't love our, our neighbor, uh, there's actually, you know, Jesus says that, you know, he doesn't know us. Um, so loving our neighbor, loving the poor is one of the most important loves that we give to love God. And yet, how do we do that? Well, do we do it just when we're uh, kind of approached in it and we feel guilty? Or are we doing it in the small matters in the every single day where we actually make that an intentional part of who we are? Great things and great occasions of heroic virtue are rarely presented to us. But little things are offered to us every day. And where I would encourage all of us is to think about those little things every day. Now, I don't want you to become overwhelmed and again, kind of have this idea of uh, not being good enough. This perfection of trustworthiness in little matters is not a perfectionism of action, okay? This isn't, I pray perfectly or my life works perfectly and I've got everything planned out and every single, you know, moment accounted for. It's not a perfectionism of that sense. It's a trustworthiness and faithfulness in the small matters, especially of love and choosing God. And it's tested in the small matters and it grows in the small matters. And so there are certain times when we have to say and be trustful and faithful by saying, I can't do it, God, right? God, I'm struggling. Being faithful and trustworthy is sometimes being honest with God and one another, okay? It doesn't mean doing everything perfectly. This isn't, again, perfectionism. This is trustworthiness, that what you say and you believe are one and the same. What you say and what you do are one and the same. And so, as we continue to walk this journey to hopefully uh, to make Jesus Christ not only Lord and Master in our words, but also our actions, I encourage you 
to choose prayer every day. Whatever amount of prayer you have on a consistent basis right now, uh, confirm yourself in that, okay? And maybe just increase it a little bit. If you pray occasionally, five minutes every day, make that consistently every day. If you do already pray consistently five minutes every day, make it seven minutes. If you pray consistently seven minutes every day, make it 20, right? Just increase it a little bit, whatever faithfulness you're able to do. With the Sunday Mass, make that, again, a faithfulness in small matters. Again, God doesn't care to a certain extent, like, uh, saying those five minutes of prayer or showing up to Mass doesn't hurt him or matter that much to him, but it matters a monumental amount to each one of us. Because when we choose not to go to Mass, when we choose not to pray, it has, it's a little thing that has monumental impacts. And so let us continue to choose the Lord. Let's continue to choose the Lord here, bringing uh, all of our love to Jesus Christ and be faithful to him in the smallest matters so that we might ultimately be faithful to him in the largest matters as well.